save big money at Menards. Let the fresh air in and keep the bugs out with replacement screen for your doors and windows from AdForce. It's easy to install, durable against the elements, and comes in a variety of types to suit your needs. Repair your screens today with a roll of replacement screen on sale through May 5th. And check out more great deals happening now in our weekly flyer on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Will, are you here? <sighs> okay, good, 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 good. Are you? Blink once for yes, twice for no. Can you do that for me, sweetie? Good boy, good boy. Maybe I need to know. Are you alive? Are you safe? Friday, everybody. It's Friday, September 15th, and this is Episode 3 of Stranger Danger, talking about Episode 3 of Stranger Things, Holly Jolly. Lots of cool things happen in this episode. Some epic moments that are uh, synonymous with Stranger Things happened in this episode. It was a really good episode, so what are we waiting for? Episode 3 kicks off almost exactly where we left off. It opens up on Barb. She's in the pool, but it's different. You could tell that she's in a familiar setting, but it's very different. Like, it's a different dimension. There's, like, dust flying in the air. There's weird vines everywhere. And she's in the pool, and she's freaking out. And she sees the monster. (gasps) We kind of get a better glimpse of the monster. And they keep cutting back and forth between Steve and Nancy. They're getting it on. And Barb's trying to escape the pool. You know, it's still the pool. The house is there. Everything's there, but it's not. She tries to escape the pool. She tries to escape the monster, but she doesn't. And what this showed me is that 
even though you're in the other dimension, there's still no term for it specifically uh, yet named, even though we know it's all the upside down. Once you're in there, you're not necessarily helpless. You know, she was able to um, try to escape. She was able to try to leave the, the pool and try to get away. So you still can run. You can still hide. You can still try to escape, unless, of course, you're Barb. So we cut over to Joyce. She's in her room now surrounded by lamps. They're everywhere because she realizes that Will, or she believes that Will, is trying to communicate through electronics. She has all these light bulbs everywhere, and Jonathan's like, what are you doing? He thinks she's uh, you know, losing it. He thinks she needs a lot of sleep. Uh, but you see a little glimpse of a light bulb go off, which was pretty cool. Next, we see how the boys are doing. We just tell our parents we have AV club after school. That'll give us at least a few hours for Operation Northwood. You seriously think that the weirdo knows where Will is? Just trust me on this, okay? Did you get the supplies? Yeah. Binoculars from Nam. Army knife, also from Nam. Hammer, camouflage bandana, and the wrist rocket. You're gonna take out the Demogorgon with a slingshot? First of all, it's a wrist rocket. And second of all, the Demogorgon's not real. It's made up. But if there is something out there, I'm gonna shoot it in the eye and blind it. Dustin, what did you get? Alrighty. So we got Nutty Bars, Bazooka, Pez, Smarties, Pringles, Nilla Wafers, Apple, Banana, and Trail Mix. Seriously? We need energy for our travels, for stamina. And besides, why do we even need weapons anyway? We have her. She shut one door! With her mind! Are you kidding me? That's insane! Imagine all the other cool stuff she could do. It reminded me of Jerry O'Connell in Stand By Me, who brought the comb. That was the most important thing. Well, Dustin brought all the food because they needed energy. So I thought that was fun. Uh, they decided to leave Eleven at school and meet her at 3.15. You know, he, uh, Mike gave Eleven her wa- his watch. said, we'll meet you when it says 3.15. Meet us, you know, behind the power lines. But he leaves her there and they head off to school. We cut over to Nancy and she's at school and she's walking around and everyone's kind of staring at her. And she realizes that uh, it seems like um, people know that her and Steve got it on. Steve says he didn't say anything, but, you know, his friends... We don't know. They, they, they're, 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 they're prickier than Steve. The coolest part of that whole scene to me was seeing a trapper keeper because, I mean, even through high school, I feel like I was using some sort of trapper keeper to try to keep my, my life organized at school. If you were a kid in school in the 80s, I was in grammar school in the 80s, high school and college in the 90s. Early on, trapper keepers, they were, they were the fancy binders that had cool art and cool characters on them. And no matter what, I would say a week or two into school, my, my trapper keeper was, was just disgusting. Papers were everywhere and I was a mess. But every year at the beginning of every semester or at the beginning of every school year, I just had it in me to be organized and ready to go. And I just failed every time. Next, we cut over to Hopper and his two deputies. And I, I forgive me, I don't know their names, and I'm not even sure if they are deputies, but to me, I will always call them the two deputies. Uh, and they head over to Hawkins' lab. You know, they saw um, the pipeline that led into Hawkins' lab. They saw a hospital gown. They started get, thinking maybe, you know, there's a chance that Will could have gone in there. So they head over to the lab, and they try to get in, and the guard at the gate was hesitant uh you know he really didn't want to let them in unless they were approved and hopper showed that he had some charm um just saying look we're just trying to get in here for a few minutes we know the kid's not in there but we need to cross it off our checklist 
Back at Mike's house, Eleven uh, is bored. She's just looking around, didn't have anything to do. So she just walks around the empty house. Again, it kind of reminds me of E.T. a little bit. Uh, she turns on the TV and she sees uh, Ronald Reagan. We, we see He-Man and we see an old Coke commercial. Uh, and that, just the Coke kind of sends her into a flashback, into a memory of her being in the Hawkins lab and Brenner is kind of behind glass and they have her all hooked up to these machines to see if um, her psychic powers could crush a Coke can and she crushes that Coke can. She crushes it good. She gets a nosebleed and she kind of wipes her nose almost like that's never happened before. So this could have been the first time she showed off her psychic uh, telekinesis ability. With Jonathan at school for the day, Joyce sets up all these Christmas lights all over the house. Now she's starting to uh, realize that these lights are the way to communicate to Will. And the more lights, the better. She runs out of lights, so she goes down to her work and she buys a ton of lights. But you also see there's a new phone there that she bought a cordless phone this time. Hopefully that'll no, you know, not burn up. Uh, we cut back to Hopper. He actually does get into the lab to look around. Um, they, they show the storm drain. They show him some tapes. And they're like, you know, uh, look, there's nothing here, nothing going on. But when they left, Hopper's like, did, do you remember what happened that night? Do you remember what it was like? Oh, yeah, the storm came. He's like, did you see any rain on that tape? They're hiding something. And we got back into the lab, and it shows Brenner in that room with what we assume is a gate of some kind or some kind of passageway into this other dimension. And it looks like they're setting up, preparing for something. Um, they're drilling what looks to be some kind of cable system down. So what they have planned, uh, we don't exactly know yet. We're starting to put a few things together. Um, but they're definitely planning something. Meanwhile, Eleven's back at the house still, just wandering around. You know, no one's there, so there's no worry of her being found. She goes into Nancy's room, and it's you just see her kind of enjoying all the girly things. She sees all these nice pictures of Nancy as a kid. She sees pictures of Nancy with Barb, and I thought, did she recognize Barb? Anything there? Did she have any feeling with Barb? They didn't really uh, mention that, so I don't think there was anything to that, but the thought did cross my mind. So we cut back to the school, and you can see that Nancy's still worried about Barb. You know, she called Barb's mom, um, and Barb never came home. As far as she can tell, the mother hadn't seen her. Um, she tries covering for her, but you can see she's nervous. Um, Steve and the, and, the, and the two jerks are more interested in going to the game. So she, so Nancy heads off, and uh, we cut over to the boys, and they're out in the schoolyard uh, looking for rocks. They're looking for rocks to use in Lucas for Lucas's slingshot. And, of course, the jerks show up, the bullies, um, who say some really mean things about Will being dead and uh, also trip Mike, and um, he hurts his chin. Now, while the kids are all at school... We cut back to Joyce, who has her house all decked out now in all the lights. And this is when Mike's mother shows up. She brings a casserole and she brings uh, Mike's little sister, Holly, over. I believe her name is Karen, the mother. And she could kind of, she's kind of looking around thinking, what, you know, what exactly is going on? We cut over to Hopper and he is at the library. He actually went to the library to do a little research on the laboratory. And there's a funny little interlude between him and the librarian that shows that, you know, Hopper gets around. Let's just put it that way. But they end up uh, going through microfilm, microfiche of old newspapers. 
just looking for anything on the Hawkins Library. And I took some screenshots of what they saw, so I'm just going to read those. The first one says, Alleged Experiments, Abuse, by T. Bridges, which I just assume is Todd Bridges. So they quickly show these um, articles, and I'm actually going to read them, at least what they show. This one says, Terry Ives' legal case against embattled research scientist Dr. Martin Brenner suffered another setback today when the district attorney's office formally refused to press criminal charges against Brenner, his fellow researchers, assistants, or the project sponsors, citing lack of evidence. Local law enforcement executed a search. That's all that shows. The next uh, article they bring up says MK Ultra Expose. The trust of the American people has been shaken to its core as a special inquiry into the covert CIA operation, codenamed MK Ultra, has exposed extensive details about that which has been haunting the nation for the past decade. Six, that's that's all I got on that one. But MK Ultra is a real thing. Look that up. I believe it has to do with testing people with LSD. Another article they show says Dr. Martin Brenner. There he is again. That's that's Matthew Modine named in lawsuit. Senior researcher Dr. Martin Brenner and seven other researchers have been named in a new lawsuit filed today on behalf of former federal research study participant Terry Ives. Dr. Brenner's attorney, in conjunction with the Department of Energy, has asked the circuit court to seal the details of the lawsuit until the attorney general's office can determine that no federal or proprietary information has been, gets cut off. And then the second part of that article, it says, her newborn daughter for a scientific research. Following an investigation, the district attorney has already declined to press criminal kidnapping charges against the research facility and staff, citing lack of evidence. Dr. Brenner's attorney called Miss Ives' allegation baseless and tragic, citing Dr. Brenner's excellent reputation, his 20 recent peer-reviewed scientific papers, and history. And the last article that they show, which is the one that really stood out, says Terry Ives suing. In the subheadline, they took my daughter. After the district attorney's office declined to press criminal charges, citing lack of evidence, local resident Terry Ives is not giving up her search for justice for herself and her daughter. And this morning, filed a lawsuit against research scientist Dr. Martin Brenner and his staff. Ms. Ives' suit seeks unspecified damages against Dr. Brenner and his facility, alleging physical abuse, sleep deprivation, and that's where it gets cut off. But there's a lot of stuff going on at the old uh, Hawkins Laboratory, and Hopper's kind of just digging the surface about what is going down. Cut back over to Will's house, and uh, Joyce is with Mike's mom, Karen. Um, and they're just hanging out, cooking the casserole. Uh, and Mike's little sister, Holly, kind of wanders off. She notices some of the lights flashing. She wanders into, I believe it's Will's bedroom, uh, and the lights just start going wild. I mean, it is, it just reminds me of. I don't know, something close encounters. It just reminded me of something. A beautiful, dramatic moment. And then the monster starts trying to come through the wall. Luckily, it just kind of was for a moment, and Joyce scooped her up and said, hey, what are you doing in here? And she basically said, you guys need to get the hell out of here. One thing I forgot to mention was um, Jonathan at school was using the school darkroom to develop the photos he took the other night. 
And um, while he was in there, a girl walked in and kind of saw these creeper photos. That is a little creepy that he ended up doing that. And developing them at school. I mean, dude. But after school, Jonathan heads out to his car and he sees Steve, Steve's friends, and this girl. She told them what he did. And they kind of uh, expose him. You know, I, it's a weird thing because I, if I was Steve, I'd be pissed off too. Um, I don't know if I'd break his camera because that's what they did. They broke his camera. Nancy saw that uh, these weird photos were taken. She was a little taken back, like, what the hell? A little shocked. But after Steve ripped up a bunch of photos, smashed the camera and took off, she looked over and saw a picture of Barb on the diving board. She was like, Barb, Barb stayed. Barb stuck around. What's going on? Meanwhile, we go back to 11 and, uh, you know, she's going to meet the boys. It's 3.15 on her watch. Uh, but the boys aren't there yet. In the meantime, she sees a cat. And we have another flashback of her back in that chair, back in that room. But instead of a Coke can this time, there's an actual cat. And I'm thinking to myself, does Brenner want her to kill the cat? Does he want to see if she can kill the cat with her powers? And you can see she's kind of looking at the cat. She's she's She knows what she's supposed to do, but she just couldn't do it. She just couldn't do it. She was crying. So... Brenner had her, his two guards kind of take her away, and she's freaking out. No, no, no. Take her back to her solitary confinement. They throw her in the room. She turns, gives him that, like, I got superpowers look, and kills the shit out of him. That's what I wrote down. She looks like she smashed one guy up against the wall, broke his back, I think, I assume, killed him, and she just cracked the other guy's neck. And Brenner comes in and just holds her by the face and is like, incredible. And then he carries her away, like, very dramatically back to her room, like, you've done it. So I'm thinking, wait. Did Brenda just set her up to use her powers and just use those two guards as guinea pigs? Like, you know, their collateral damage? This dude is evil. But finally the guys show up and, um, you know, they they start walking through the woods uh, because Eleven can lead them to where she knows Will is. Where she senses him. Eleven could tell just by looking at Mike that the bullies got to him. So Nancy um, is still worried about Barb. She heads back to Steve's house. On the way there, she sees that Nancy's car is still where she left it. So she's freaking out. She goes into Steve's backyard. You know, his parents are out of town. So she looks around the pool. She kind of wanders into the woods and sees something run by. Was it the monster? I don't know. But she wasn't sticking around to find out. She got the hell out of there. We cut back to Joyce and, you know, she's alone now. She starts to see the lights flickering. Um, so she's like, oh, oh my God, you know. Uh, Will, it's Will. And she grabs this big ball of Christmas lights and she just holds them and they just light up. And it was it's one of the moments in the trailer where I was like, what is this show? I need to watch this. And she starts asking questions and he starts answering them, blinking. Blink one for yes, two for no. Are you alive? Yes. Are you safe? No. She knows that her son is out there. He's alive, but he's in danger. Meanwhile, Nancy finally goes home and just breaks down in front of her mom. She knows that something's wrong with Barb. She knows it's bad. Hopper and the other uh, cop at the library, Powell, um, you know, they're, they're talking about the coincidence of, of stuff going on with Brenner, everything circling around Brenner, uh, the Terry Ives thing, a kid stole it. Powell was like, do you really think a kid was stolen for LSD mind experiments? Um, but before they could go any further, Hopper gets a phone call. And he's like, oh no. And he heads out. Now it's starting to get dark. And Eleven ends up taking the boys right to Will's house. 
They're like, what the hell? This is Will's house. And she's like, he's here. He's hiding. And the boys started to get really pissed off. Like, he's not here. This was a big waste of time. We shouldn't be doing this. We should be telling our parents. We should be searching for him elsewhere. And they see the cops fly by. They're like, "Uh uh-oh. So they all jump on their bikes and they chase the cops down. Back at Joyce's house, she, like, does something which really, another iconic moment of the show, and it makes so much sense, she sets up a light for every letter in the alphabet, kind of like a big giant Ouija board, so that Will can communicate with her. And she's like, where are you? And he spells out right here. She's like, I don't understand. I don't understand. What are you talking about? And then he spells out R-U-N, run. She's like, what? And then, boom, the monster comes out through the wall, and Joyce takes off and runs. And then, one of the saddest moments of the entire show. I, I wish I could swim. The cops end up at the quarry, and the kids follow. And Harper's like, no, please tell me this isn't what it is. Like but they end up finding what looks like is Will's dead body coming out of the water. Will keep us together. We can beat them forever and ever. I'll be can be heroes just for Mike is pissed off at 11. He's like, what did I even bother doing this for? You know, what, you, you, you're not a friend. You didn't help me. This is awful. And he takes off home. He ends up crying to his mom. Meanwhile, Joyce runs in, is just running down her street. Jonathan comes across her and just gives her a big hug. He's like, what are you doing? What are you doing? He just hugs her. Mike is being hugged by his mom. Joyce is being hugged by Jonathan. And in the distance, you can see the lights of the cops as they come to tell Joyce they found Will's body. Will drive us away How we can be heroes Just for one day How we can be us I remember that being so sad and so dramatic and it really had a lot to do with the music Heroes the David Bowie song was sung by Peter Gabriel I can remember Standing Standing by the wall it's like a real haunting version. Um, and that's how the episode ends. This was just like the show you could just see is amping up. I mean, I watched six episodes in one day when I first watched the show. Now I'm watching one episode a week. So it feels like a real TV show where you're spreading it out over time and you're, you're getting to digest things more. With, with Netflix, if you binge watch a show, you can't really digest an episode. Um, 
after one sitting, you just boom right on to the next one. I want to know what happens next, of course. But this episode brought a lot out. I mean, a lot. At the lab, we see they're hiding something. We see that they were running tests with Eleven. The cops are kind of really suspicious of the lab, and they look up and they see all these bad, you know, um, lawsuits and stories about kids being missing. Uh, The kids are really looking to try to find Will, but Eleven just says, well, he's hiding here. You know, Nancy knows that Barb is missing. Joyce is finally communicating with Will. She knows he's alive. She knows it because he told her. But at the same time, the police found a body. The body of Will Byers. There was a lot that happened in this episode. The question is, where do you go from here? The story appears to be over. The boy is found. The missing boy is dead. The kids know it. The cops know it. But Joyce is not going to buy it. She's not going to buy it. Even when she sees a body, she's not going to buy it. We all know what happens. We all know really the weirdest part of the show for me. Um, But that didn't happen in today's episode, so I'm not going to talk about it today. Instead, I'm just going to say thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Stranger Danger, where I just basically talk about the episode of Stranger Things. This time, it was episode three, Holly Jolly. Oh my goodness. Holly, the little girl. And Jolly, the Christmas lights. I just got it. Boom, boom, boom. So, of course, Stranger Danger is brought to you by fansnotexperts.com, which is my website, which you can go to right now to subscribe to Geek Mentality, Stranger Things, WrestleVania, Man Meets World. We might have more podcasts than we do listeners, but it's fun, and you're listening, and that's all that matters. Thank you very much. And if you are listening to this, I hope you're subscribed. You can subscribe to the main podcast, which is Geek Mentality, or you can subscribe specifically to Stranger Danger. We have links on the website, or you can search in iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. Uh, we're everywhere. Anywhere podcasts are available, except maybe Spotify. We're out there. So thank you for listening. You can find us on Facebook, Fans Not Experts, on Twitter, at Geek Mentality, and at Fans Not Experts. And again, the website is fansnotexperts.com. This was Stranger Danger. Episode 3 for Stranger Things, Episode 3, Holly Jolly. Thank you for listening and come back next week. And until then, beware the demogorgon. I'm eating sushi. Mm, it's good. Oh, so much wasabi. Oh, so much. Fans not experts.